Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. And let's talk about what lessons have found. Let's hang out. And let's listen to two lesbians shout. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. Hey everyone, welcome back to Let's Hang Out, the podcast where finally it has happened to me oh right God. in front of my face and I just cannot hide it. That song. <laughs> what song? What does that remind you of? What does it remind me of? Yeah, like what other TV than that song? Sh- no, like, what TV show, movie? That song. Oh. It's a gay staple. What song? What is it supposed to remind me of? I feel like you're the, fishing for something, and no, I'm failing. L word. It plays during the first time Dana and Alice have sex. That's a L word oh, trivia question. Yes, you're so right. I was not <laughs> going in that direction at all. No, no, no. It's not like yeah, that's not really what we're talking about. It is spelled. <laughs> Finally, like F-I-N-E hyphen ally. Fine ally. (laughs) Finally. Exactly. It's working for me. Listen. We are talking about allies. Wait, we we haven't even done our whole thing. Oh, I forgot. (laughs) From the West Coast, I'm Lee Holmes Foster. And from the East Coast, I'm Ellie Brigida. To those of you who have been with us through this whole journey, thank you as always for listening. If you're a new listener, welcome. We're happy to have you here. Here's what's happening this week. This week in the Lesdom. This week in the Lesdom is a place where we can touch base each episode about things going on with the podcast or otherwise. We are so excited because our trip to Croatia is coming up so soon. It's going to be coming up in September and we only have three spots left. 15 of you have signed up. It is going to be a freaking party, Lee. <laughs> that is a huge number of so people. Fun. I know. I'm excited. So if you want to join in on the fun, we only have three spots left and July 23rd is the final day you can sign up. So you can do that at bit.ly slash let's do Croatia. As a reminder, we have been recording special bonus episodes for our Patreon supporters all through season six. And our last one is coming out today along with our season six finale. So if you want to catch this episode on Life Partners or any of the other bonus episodes, there are 11 of them from this season. You can catch all those by joining our Patreon at bit.ly slash lespatreon. Also a great way to keep up with us on our off season because it's going to be our last episode. So if you want to hear more episodes, join our Patreon in the Greater Les universe and also my own universe. (laughs) I just got back from Bonnaroo, but this is also, I feel like, a super cool thing for the queer community. I was sitting at the festival, and I was like, this festival is super gay. And then I just looked it up because I was just like, I saw Girl in Red. I saw Muna. 
I know Paramore is not like technically queer, but Haley Williams came out in a shirt that was like, yes, gays, no contras. And she's the shit. But there were 16 queer artists on the lineup, which is like a significant nice. amount compared to previous years. I'm sure there's more that like weren't even listed on this thing, but there were so many queer artists on that lineup. So I was feeling it. Also, um, Gioli and Asia. So I saw them perform and me and Jana saw them and we were like, wait, these people are fucking awesome. And we were like, oh, it's like a women DJ duo. Cool, cool, cool. Then I look it up after. Apparently, they're together. Nice. They are, they are lesbians together. <laughs> and they're sick. So lots of cool artists. And of course, the best ones are queer. Hot stuff. Speaking of hot stuff, there was uh, an actors on actors with some of our faves and yours, Melanie Linsky and Natasha Leone, coming back together to discuss the groundbreaking, the one, the only, but I'm a cheerleader. Yes. I just, listen, I love them. I love getting new photo shoots of them together. Also, looking- okay. I agree, but didn't they say that they're never going to play gay again or something? Okay, I was. I'm going to talk about it. I okay. just. I first. I need to talk about how they both look like queer icons in that photo shoot. Because like, I they don't. are. Yes, and so that's the thing is I do, I do think that there was a a point at, during their their like you know interviewing each other where they were saying and I okay I get it I get that straight actors feel like this is the thing that you have to say now where you're like I don't want to take opportunities away from queer actors and like I'm not going to take queer roles away that like they should go to queer people and I don't need to play but like no we we want you to <laughs> also Melanie Linsky is not straight. She's not a hundred percent straight. I don't think she like fully. I thought she self- is like self-identified as bisexual. No, no, she self-identifies as like I'm not fully straight, and I've made out with like yeah. women and girl and like you know like made out with a bunch of like other girls when I was a girl and like have made out with other people. But like I don't think she assigns a label to herself mm. that isn't necessarily straight. I just feel like she doesn't feel like she's a I'm a hundred percent straight and have never had any attraction to girls whatsoever but I don't feel like she ident I don't think she self-identifies as like bisexual at least not that I've seen necessarily but even if she didn't even if she did fully identify as straight it's like you two you're fine (laughs) you're fine you don't need to stop doing anything admirable I get it good like the the intention is correct great yes like we need to make opportunities for gay actors but like also we love you <laughs> i know i just want to see Natasha Leon play gay all the time yeah, yes like, yeah we need it also like kate blanchett don't stop playing gay like we can't have this yes yeah no and it's i i think there's there the thing is it's such a it's such a delicate line to walk and i understand where they're coming from and i get it but I also feel like the queer community needs to very vocally be like, you are allowed to still play gay. This is not what we're saying. Like the point of saying, hey, there are gay actors who don't get opportunities and should have access to those opportunities. And we and it's nice to have authentic representation sometimes when gay stories are being told by gay actors. And there are certain stories where it's like there's something that makes that like can go deeper sometimes when you have gay gay stories being told by gay actors like that doesn't mean that you have to stop and can't play gay characters 
please get please play gay characters please we need please, it we yeah, beg yeah. of you <laughs> <laughs> who do we write to we'll throw money at you to make this happen please, please yeah maybe don't. we just like Stop. we we put like an approved list together to yes. send to hollywood yeah can or we we're like that? yes not you but you <laughs> that's okay yeah. sorry kate winslet <laughs> <laughs> definitely not you <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kate Winslet, Melanie Linsky. Yes, please. Yes, yes. <laughs> I love it. Um, also, in the greater lesbian universe, there are two new lesbian bars in LA. So, lesbian bars are popping up all over the place. Like, keep bringing new lesbian bars into this universe, people. Uh, Ruby Fruit and Honey. So, if you're in LA, go support them. In also the greater lesbian universe, we want to let you know um, some of you may know someone. Just a little voice actor by the name of Valerie Rose Lohman. You may have heard of them. They've, you know, done the flame with us. They're doing Journey to the Heart with us. They've got a BAFTA nomination and also a hot new summer jam out. So if you want to go check out all of Valerie's music is under VRL. That's their sort of solo artist name branding so if you look up vrl um you can find their new song it's called sand castles uh and it's great good fun summer bop beach time jam get it let's hang get out it rolling <laughs> let's <laughs> hang out approved check it out that's what's happening this week back to you ellie and lee Thanks, Ellie and Lee. We are so excited to bring you episode 22, our finale of season six. And it's called Fine Ally. Fin- finally? Do you want to explain it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's spelled F-I-N-E hyphen A-L-L-Y, like Fine Ally or Finally, it has happened to me right in front of my face. And I, should I keep going? No, no, it's okay. Keep going, keep going, keep going. And I just cannot hide it. There you go. (laughs) Nailed it. Yes, so we are talking about allies today. Uh, And it felt like a really good way to sort of button up our season six. Uh, Just because, I don't know, I don't know about you, Lee, but pride has been a little tough for me this year. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just compared to other prides, you know? It's a it's this year's rough and weird in a lot of ways, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like recently, um, with the Femmes, we performed at the JP um Baptist Church in Jamaica Plain. And we performed there for uh, like a celebration. But it was a celebration because people had written homophobic slurs all over the church. And it just feels like this year in particular. It's just heavy, you know, especially like in Jamaica Plain, which is supposed to be a very like safe haven for queer people. So I don't know. I was happy because I felt like we were celebrating and we were saying like, fuck you, homophobes. But I don't know. It just it feels tinged with a bit of heaviness, you know? Yeah, I do know. I do know. It's there's a lot going on right now. There's a lot we wanted to there's a lot we wanted to talk about in terms of just like, yeah, what this what this year's pride it's been a mixed bag i think is seems like a pretty common take this year and it felt timely because some of you may have seen i mean it's obviously it's like just all coming out on on social media as we're recording this episode but i think for for most of the people listening to this it will this will all have happened like a, a week or two ago but there are these really nice statements that both came out 
recently. One from Tyler James Williams, who plays Gregory on Eva Elementary, who I uh, I adore because you know what else makes me laugh, Ellie, is you know when we were just reading that Twitter comment that someone left us where they were like, wow, like the the things about someone's height that like you can't tell from a podcast is like, even with video evidence, sometimes you can never tell. <laughs> do, because do you know what, how, how tall Tyler tall? James Williams is? He Williams is? is he small or He's or very small. That Well, it's also funny because he's probably next to someone who's even smaller. Like, isn't Well, Quint- he's, yeah, he's, he's next to Quinta Brunson, Quinta. Who's, yeah. who's so small. Yeah. She's so small. But it's just when you see him on the show, he looks very tall. Tall. And he is not a very tall guy how tall is he he is five eight and a half oh yeah right like i mean i'm taller yes like we stand a short king who is made to appear very tall on his tv show and i love that um and i think it's just because he's standing next to quinta who is very very small (laughs) very very small because she is also i mean i think if he is shorter than you uh i think quinta brunson is like three inches shorter than I am like very small person so anyways love this not the point of what we're talking about how tall he is he is he is a king in our eyes because he came out with this great statement this week a lot of people had been you know watching him give interviews or watching him on red carpet things and posting a lot about like oh is he giving off like queer vibes does he read gay like all this stuff is he secretly gay and he came out with what I think is actually like probably the best statement I've ever seen in response to queer rumors about a person um so do you do you want to read his response to that yes let's let me pull it up All right, so his response was, usually I wouldn't address stuff like this, but I feel like it as a conversation is bigger than me. I'm not gay, but I think the culture is trying to find, in quotation marks, some kind of hidden trait or behavior that a closeted person let slip, quote unquote, is very dangerous. Overanalyzing someone's behavior in an attempt to catch them directly contributes to the anxiety a lot of queer and queer questioning people feel when they fear living in their truth. It makes the most pedestrian of conversations and interactions and spaces feel less safe for our gay brothers and sisters and those who may be questioning. It also reinforces an archetype many straight men have to live under that is oftentimes unrealistic, less free, and limits individual expression. I've been very clear about the intentionality I try to put into using my platform to push back against those archetypes every chance that I get. Being straight doesn't look one way. Being gay doesn't look one way. And what may seem like harmless fun and conversation may actually be sending a dangerous message to those struggling with real issues. I refuse to inadvertently contribute to that message. Happy Pride to all of my queer and questioning brothers, sisters, and individuals. I pray that you feel seen in ways that make you feel safe in the celebration that is this month. As an ally, I continue to be committed to assisting in that where I can and helping to cultivate a future where we are all accepted and given permission to be ourselves. Just like... Beautiful. Snaps, man. Snaps to you. Also, Lee, I'm like, is he coming for us? (laughs) (laughs) maybe (laughs) he might be i'm like we're a little bit called out by this excellent ally response yeah like how to be a good ally don't don't do should have been gay no i'm just kidding (laughs) at least we should have been no we're not should have been gay real people i know it's a joke we talk about it the same way of like there sure there are times where you can have your fun and then there's also times where it's like hey let's not 
push yes. past the boundaries of, and and weird parasocialness of celebrity life. Fine. Yes. I just think, listen, that is one of the best statements that I think I've ever read about something like this, yes. right? Like, I mean, he just... has a lot of great points of like, number one, being gay doesn't mean you like is not this one specific box that you think it is. Right. Being straight is not this one specific box that you think it is. So like no one, first of all, no one can tell someone else they're gay by their mannerisms, by like by the way they are, by the way they're acting, by like by the way they dress, like none of that, nothing besides someone telling you they're gay means they're gay. Like that is a very important point. It's a very important point. And I think... The reason that I loved it is then the I think the day after that he released that statement, another statement came out by his brother, Tyrell Jackson Williams, and he wrote this great Twitter thread all about his brother's post. And I'm going to read that because they're they're both important and we want to talk about both and we're sort of using them as the framework of our conversation today. So here is Tyrell Jackson Williams statement in response to the comment that Ellie just read. So he said, I love seeing people realize the caliber of person my older brother is. He's always been like this. He's genuinely one of my favorite people. The way he handled my and our younger brothers coming out should be studied. He completely deconstructed his views on masculinity and made sure to build spaces for us to be comfortable and seen until we were ready to tell our friends and family. He read, recommended, and then discussed Bell Hooks's We Real Cool and the will to change with us, listened to our problems, gave advice when he had it, and was honest and empathetic when he didn't. We all rebuilt our definition of manhood together, brick by brick, and it was not easy work, but we weren't doing it alone. That is gender-affirming care, someone allowing you space to not only express but discover yourself, who supports that discovery without making it all about themselves or the ideologies of people who never mattered in the first place. Helping you find and access resources, then stepping back to let you engage with them however you need to, because your identity is your business. One of the many joys of queerness that isn't talked about nearly enough is the act of complete reconstruction of one's ego. What you are is not what you've been conditioned to believe. So you get to create yourself in your own image, outside any arbitrary social constructs or expectations, to not just think outside the box, but to discover the great deception of our patriarchal society. There never was a box to begin with. We taught each other just how big the world can be when you decide for yourself who and what you are, what is authentic to you. That is how you be a fucking ally. So I want to give Ty his flowers this Pride Month, a true representation of healthy masculinity and effective allyship. Give him all of the awards forever. And I just, exactly, like, clap, clap, absolutely. Because also, what a great fucking statement. Just, like, what a very, like, just beautifully phrased sentiment like what a family who knows how to like speak from their hearts and like express themselves i'm just like can you write books like both of you it's just yes. great and i just i love the idea of like calling out what it looks like to be a good ally because as much as we talk about like queer representation and the importance of queer re- representation and like why does it matter And what do you learn from seeing yourself represented is like, we need representations of good allies. Like, what does it look like to be a good ally? What does it mean to be a good ally? And I feel like every pride (laughs) we get, both um, some examples that that we can find of what it looks like to be a good ally and also some examples of what it doesn't. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's tough, too, to be like, okay, so we're talking about like, we're talking about allies, like well-meaning people who might not do the right allyship thing right like because not like you are 
not even trying. You absolutely hate us. And like, you're not even trying to be an ally. Right. We're talking more about like the like, okay, what are like the things that like people try to be an ally, but it's like, we don't want you to do that. That's not actually helpful. Well, and I think pride, like something that comes up every pride, right, is like we talk a lot and we hear a lot within the community about everyone knows, man, like you start rolling up to June and everyone's like, great, who's gonna like rainbow wash their logo and do nothing else, right? Like who's going to put a little rainbow pizzazz on their social media and continue to do harmful things to the community. Who's going to like reach out to get a queer person to be their spokesperson for the month and pay them a quarter of what they pay everyone else all year round. Like, who, you know, yep. all of these same kinds of things. And it's like, sure, like we're that's focusing on like the corporate side of things. But I think that you see it on an individual level oh, as you well. you see it, right? Con- like, even if you just think about like someone's social media account. Yes. Right, where we're like, they're like, happy pride, everyone. And you're like, mm-hmm. you didn't give a shit about me last month. <laughs> you did not care. Right. Well, or the people who are like, here are photos of me, an ally at my pride parade, and I'm having the time of my life. And you're like, how are you showing up for the queer people in your life? Yes. Right? Like, so that's what I think we want to talk about. And the queer people at, about. at the pride parade are taking care of you while you right, are throwing right, 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 up right. and you they, you ruins their pride, actually. <laughs> All the straight people who show up at like gay bars during pride and are like, woo, pride. And you're like, go away. Yeah. <laughs> you are here, which means a queer person cannot be in this bar, right? Like. So, that's so true. They are physically t- <laughs> like imagine like, if there's anyone straight in the cubbyhole, like that's actually a hate crime because you can probably fit a hundred people in the cubbyhole. So like you're fucked if you are in the cubbyhole right now. Yes. Yeah. So that's what I think we wanted to talk about. This is like <laughs> such a long intro to just what sorry, our topic sorry, sorry, even but is I'm today. already on. I'm already no, on but I but it because I think it's so real and I think it resonates so strongly. And I just I loved these two statements because I loved like like when Tyler's statement came out right and everyone read it and was just like oh my god amazing like incredible statement how great like he totally gets it and to then have his brother like follow up on that and be like you all don't even know how great he is I'm just like that's a plus like yeah that's allyship and like that's I think a great prompting to talk a little bit more about like what are what is what does it what does it look like Ellie to be a good ally and what does it look like when people aren't and like outside of the few examples well, we already just like yeah, yeah. immediately <laughs> well one of the one of the things that one of the things that really stood out about Tyrell's statement was the part where he said that his brother didn't center himself right and I feel like that's like the easiest way to be an ally but it's not easy yeah. human beings constantly center themselves so whenever you are doing something for pride, if you take a look at yourself and you're like, hmm, am I making this about me? You're probably <laughs> not being a good ally, right? Like, or I even think about like smaller things when he was like, okay, when I came out, my brother didn't make it about him. How many people listening right now have a friend, even people who were like, even your parents, like family members. And like, I'm going to say like there, you can not be a good ally and like graduate into a good ally. Do you know what I mean? Just because you did one thing that was maybe not the best, like you can learn, you can grow. But like how many of of you out there have had someone, you came out to them and they were like, so you think I'm hot? And you're like, what the actual hell? Like that is not a helpful 
that is the opposite of allyship to be like, oh, so you're gay. So do you think, are you attracted to me? Right. That's like the definition of centering yourself. Or even like the the most common response that like everyone thinks is helpful and like there doesn't seem to be a way to convince straight people that you're like this is not a useful response is the like oh I I, totally I knew already, already knew that yeah. and you're like please don't make this about you like actually this is not what's not important right now is how perceptive you felt <laughs> like I mean and that's honestly considering the conversation we're having about these two things, right? That is people feeling like they perceive someone else's sexuality and wanting to be like, I was right. Right. Which is also so funny because to be fair, I have that. I really pride myself on my gaydar. So I'm like, all right, Ellie, this episode is about you being a better ally to other queer people also. (laughs) So also I would like to say that being queer does not automatically mean you're a good ally to other queer people either. So this episode actually is not only for straight people. And it's also, I mean, to be fair, like some of these, they're like, they can be small on they the grand scheme of things. Micro, like, it's Some a of them are more microaggression-y, thing. but like microaggressions yes. add up. And also just like, I mean, I think about thinking about that too. It's like, okay, so someone says to you, oh, I've known all along. I mean, if anyone has been listening since the first episode, my mom's got to tell Trish, right? Like, oh, I came out to my mom and she's like, oh, my friend Trish has been telling me you're gay for like however many years, right? Right. Is not really the, like, it's comical, but it's not really the response that I want when I personally was like, okay, well, I haven't known. Like, I had a hard time with this. Yeah. And I would like some support here, not like, oh, hilarious. I was right. And we can forgive stuff because... My mother and know your mom is a great and we ally. love your mom. And you your mom's I mean. a great ally. Exactly. She's very it's supportive like of, her, of her queer daughter. It's comical. But it yes. is like certain things that you're like, oh. Some of them are right. They're facepalm smiling like, okay. And then there's yeah. like egregious. But even still, it's important to talk about. I'm like, mom, I just want you to say I love, like, do you love, still love me? And she's like, Trish. <laughs> Trish. Trish is going to get such a kick out of this. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, but because it, it there's... There's something to be said for it's like, it's not like doing some of these small things makes you a bad person. It's not about being a bad person. It's just about when you have someone call out the response that like queer people should be able to hope for, you know, of someone Mm -hmm. being like, oh my God, this, you're on a journey and my, the best thing I can do is to help you walk beside you be there when you need me like help you focus on you (laughs) yeah it's just like what an amazing what an amazing way to react you know exactly and And to be like let's build let's reconstruct what manhood is let's like that's what he said right like let's reconstruct yeah what our preconceived notions are that really that really struck with me too of like we talk about like the gay puberty kind of thing, right? And it's like to be a good ally is to like let somebody else change. Yeah. Right? Do you know what I mean? Like it's like, yes, you're still the same person, but there's going to be a lot of growth that happens in those first few years of being gay. And honestly, the first people grow all the time as just human beings. But it's like to be the kind of person that's like whatever, whatever you're discovering about yourself, I'm excited for that discovery. Not like, yeah. I wish you were the same person you were last year. 
like no, I don't, I haven't really experienced that personally, but I can imagine that would be very harmful in so many ways. Number yeah. one, in just like okay, if someone really is like the common parent situation sometimes where they're like mourning their straight child or like mourning who they thought their kid was gender wise right it's like being an ally is like even if you are doing that mourning doing it in private yeah not sharing that with your child like yep deal with that on your own and do not put that on your child as they are also they are exploring who they are as a person. Right. They're they're dealing with other stuff. Like that's that's on you time, right? Mm-hmm. The other the other thing that I think that gets at as well is that um and that I think like Tyrell's statement touches on as well is like the willingness to grow and change yourself. Right? So it's like Yes, obviously, like, your kid comes out to you, you've had this whole picture in your head of what their life was going to be, and you don't know anything about gay people, and, like, yeah, maybe you ha- you're having those moments, right, where you're like, wow, this forces me to, like, mourn a vision that I had and, like, change my own views on stuff and, like, think about, you know, all this stuff, and it's like, okay, fine, but, like, also... <laughs> mm-hmm. Also, that is part of being a good ally, you know? And it's, like, there's something to be said for, like, sometimes I feel like the smallest things that straight people can do as allies is to not only, like, what's the way I want to say this? You know, sometimes when, like, straight people are, like, I'm, like, totally an ally, but then they don't know a single thing about queer culture. And I'm, like, how could you be? Like, how could you be if you're not tuned in at all? Like, if okay, nothing about... I'm curiously, what to you is tuned into queer culture as, like, we are so tuned into queer culture? Like, we are very tuned into queer culture. But what's I just the, like, mean... minimum you would like from a straight person to understand about queer culture to feel like... I'm just curious. There's no one answer to that. I think the answer to me is it depends on who the queer people in their lives are. But I think that what it means is like taking an interest in the things that are important to the queer people in their lives and how they relate to queer culture. So it's like if your daughter comes out and is like super into women's soccer and you don't bother to learn anything about it, then like you're not being a great ally (laughs) to your kid if your best friend is gay and like all they want to talk about is the ultimatum for three weeks and you can't even watch a trailer then like are you a good (laughs) are you a good ally you haven't been the entire series that's actually right that's like but it's like funny to me but true no it's here's the thing is like i don't think straight people always understand how much of the straight zeitgeist we keep up with for them like, well, we and, yeah. know all of the stuff that is going on in straight culture because we have to, right? And because you can't exist in, like, your general day-to-day networking spaces, offices, whatever. Like, we all know what's kind of going on. But when you are saying, like, and I'm not saying every straight person has to be tuned in. I'm saying if you are a straight person who has queer people in your life that you love and care about and you want to tell yourself that you are an ally to them and there is stuff that matters to them, and you don't care about it at all, 
that feels suspicious to me when you say you're an ally. Like, realistically, like, let's talk about you and me, right? Like, I understand yes. you and I are incredibly plugged into queer culture. Yes. I do not expect that every single one of my straight friends who calls themselves an ally is going to watch every fucking show I talk about, every listen to every fucking musical artist that I'm into. Like, I don't expect that. But there's certain stuff where it's like, do I know and does it still somehow matter to me which one of my friends bothered to listen to even an episode of The Flame? Yes. Yeah. Like, because that's a thing that we devoted a huge amount of our time and lives and energy and, and like, you know, like, that's a thing that I'm like, if you're a queer, if you're a straight person and you have a queer friend who, like, did a thing that's a queer thing and you can't even bring yourself to, like, care enough to listen to it. Is it the end of the world? No, of course it's not the end of the world. It just means but that when you're, you're like, yeah. I'm, I'm such a good ally. ally to you, I'd be well, like, well. <laughs> I find it interesting that you're talking about this because we are so focused on queer media. Yes. But on a larger scale, right, of course, like for us personally, like we created this thing. Yeah. If like you donated to our campaign, like that's like putting right. literal yes. money into a queer project that in, that's independent. But, like, even if it's not us, right, like, the like the reason half of our shows get canceled is because not enough people are watching yep. them, right? Yeah. And if you know that your friend is queer and, like, how impactful it is to see yep. themselves on screen and you know that literally just putting your eyeballs onto a show like A League of Their Own yeah. means the world to that one person and also to the queer community – and you it's don't so small. It's, it's so, so small. And it's so small. And the crazy thing is too, like, I mean, I think about this on like a smaller scale sometimes, like same thing with like some of my shows or whatever. Like my mom will say this and she'll be like, Yeah, I always like tell people to come to your shows and like whatever. And they're like, Oh, like they're coming to support. And then they're like, Oh, that was actually really good. And my mom's like, Yeah, I'm not telling you to support this thing just to support right. it. I actually think you would thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah. And by you watching this thing that I love and that you also might love, you're getting an insight into the queer experience in general. Yeah. You'll understand it a bit more. And two, you're supporting something that that really makes a huge difference in queer people's lives. And it's fun. It's yeah. not like something you have to and it's and maybe you don't want to do it as much because it doesn't serve you from a like, I yeah. can pat myself on the back and say that. I took a picture at this pride parade or I donated to the human rights. Campaign, I got which, to hashtag it. Right. Which also, and I put a home, like, Oh, I have a human rights campaign bumper sticker. And to be fair, that is also very helpful. Thank you for donating to certain causes, but also maybe look up smaller queer organizations yeah. that might not be getting as much funding. Like, you know, there's like, so I don't know. I, I think the thing about it to me, cause like, obviously I know like you and I tend to loop back to media a lot because I think it's, it is such a, it's a big part of our lives. Right. And I get it. Us, but I, yeah. my, my point in bringing it up is not so much that I'm like, oh, if you didn't, if you're my friend and you didn't listen to my show, you're not an ally. Like, no, yeah. that's not the, the point. I'm using it as an example of like, I think the point is if being an ally doesn't materially change your life in any way whatsoever if you are not changing if you are not growing and if you are not open to changing and growing you're probably not a great ally and like sometimes yeah maybe that just means like maybe you're just donating man if you have cash and you want to throw cash at gay people great great we'll take it <laughs> ally we love it like we'll take it please so that we can all stop passing around the same tired ten dollar bill to each other but also i in a grander 
sense of that, like exposing yourself to other things for the people that you care about will cause you to change. (laughs) Yeah. Like it will make you change. And that's what I think. That's what I loved about Tyrell's statement, right? Is like, it's not just that he and their other younger brother came out and therefore they were going on a journey together of like, who am I? What does it mean to be me as a gay person? Like, what, how do I want to present myself to the world? Who am I now? Like, but the fact that realizing that them going on that journey for Tyler also meant that he was like, well, I'm going to do that with you. Like, maybe I'm not the same person I thought I was. And maybe some of the things about me have been fed to me by society as well. And maybe I'm not gay, but that doesn't mean that I can't reexamine what my masculinity looks like and what what my relationship with you looks like and what me walking through the world looks like. And like, that's just like such a fucking beautiful thing to like see someone doing and and have done for you and like yeah that should be called out because realistically like that's incredible and and, and yeah. maybe every person isn't going to do that when they say they're an ally but like why not <laughs> why, why not? not why the fuck not man like why, why the not? fuck not why shouldn't you right like yes. why shouldn't you realize that part because we talk about this all the time like one of the things we say all the time about like the things that we love about being gay right and it's like because you exist outside of so much stuff and that's there's such a gift in that that like I know you and I see and appreciate and talk about all the time because that's one of the reasons we fucking love being gay and it's like granted part of me is like yeah and that's for the gays but like it's not it's just that we tend to be the people who like take that option up for ourselves because you're saying living outside of society's norms is just for the gays but you're saying like how about everyone just re-examine society's norms right like you can queer up your life in a way what if being an ally (laughs) meant also (laughs) re-examining well no but it's like you know listen like i i was seeing a lot of stuff about um i've seen a lot of posts from people in the romance community like romance writers this week because they were like hey actually it's really really off-putting when people giving panels giving like you know like talks giving like running webinars like that so many people use highly gendered language when they talk about romance books and they're like because queer romance writers exist yeah you know and so and it's just like i think there's just something about saying like hey if you actually just have like a smidge of awareness (laughs) Mm -hmm. of things outside of yourself like it gives you this opportunity to allow for change in yourself and that are you ready to shop Rakuten's big give week is back Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. 
With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cashback boost. That's an extra 10% cashback on top of the 15% cashback. You won't see higher cashback rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Change could do, could, could suddenly manifest in like so many ways, right? Like, this is so, this is such a fucked up, this is so fucked up, but whatever. Not whatever, but I'm just (laughs) thinking about this and like the, shit that has been going on that I sort of talked about at the at the beginning of the episode. People are so resistant to change. Yes. Wildly so. That like the things you're talking about right now, I'm like, yes, let's go. But I'm thinking like legitimately people like talking about their pronouns in the workplace pisses people off. Because they're like, oh, I have to do something different than what I'm used to doing, right? Like, even the small – and those small changes, like like we talked about, are what make a good ally. Right. Is someone who is willing to change. Because, like, to me, honestly, I cannot – I feel like that, like, meme where, like, you can't even – like, your brain can't even comprehend something. You know what I mean? Where you're just like, how is it so difficult to do these things when, like, right. they actually are not difficult at all? They're very – Small things that make a huge impact, like changing, but but change is hard for people. And even what you're saying, it's like because uh, to what we're what we're getting at, right? Of like if you know, like if you know that it matters to use pronouns, and you still don't do it, I mean, you're, then like you're not an ally at all. You're the opposite of an ally, right? Like it's and and the thing is, is it's like, and I know people who would consider themselves allies. Who still who question, like, oh, like, do you need to introduce yourself with your pronouns? Like, when you meet, like, if you're at a meeting, like, if it's not, if it doesn't come up, like, if it's not, if they didn't ask for it, like, and you're just like, this is, it's so small. It's so small, but that's all, right. It's like, it's just that res- the second you resist even the slightest change to your own life, you're just like, oh, okay, so you're not really in this thing, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, to queer people, I think that's how it reads right away, is you're just like, oh, okay, so like... So you want to label you yourself it. as... You want to call yourself an ally, but... Well, and that's right. what's... <sighs> you're yeah. the putting up a black square on your Instagram for yes. Black Lives Matter type of ally, sure. Like, and because I think, you know, listen, I mean, we're, we're talking about this in the context of queer people uh, as well, but... Um, or in the context of queer people primarily, but I think we all know as well that this extends to like 
how white people <laughs> like yes. to claim that they are allies to people of color, black communities, like not always, you know? Yes. Sure. I mean, that's a big part of it has to do with being uncomfortable. If you're not willing to be slightly uncomfortable to to show a branch of support to another person, you're probably not putting yourself in an ally position, right? Yeah. The things that I can think of that are like the most comfortable or like checkbox easy is like somebody being like, yeah, I went to Pride. Like, oh, so you drank all weekend and you partied to fun music. Mm-hmm. Oh, you had a really hard time doing that, didn't you? Yeah. It was really uncomfortable for you. To- right. If your idea of allyship looks just like a party. <laughs> it's- yes. <laughs> it's probably not really it. And like, and I know, and listen, like I, you and I both, I'm sure we know people who are like that and like who we love and we know they love us and care about us, but it's like you, they can't, they're not doing anything, right? It's like, and there's, it's, it's not like it, it doesn't automatically make you a terrible person. That's fine. It's just, it's like, it doesn't make you a real ally. It doesn't make you a, a great ally. It, it just makes you a person who doesn't hate gay people which yeah. is like not uh, we the can call same them, thing well i feel like you can just call them i would call them like supporters or something like, yeah sure name. like you can be supportive right yeah but like when you want to really go to like the the ally the like partner in you're like in favor of gay people existing great yeah which is great <laughs> honestly <for> you. <laughs> still at this point i'll take it I will take but, it, but I think, but I feel like I I enjoy the idea that the word ally can come with more expectation associated with it, and that's what I think we're building here. Is like if we wanted to have that expectation, what should the expectation be? You know, because yes. I think the expectation that Tyrell you know, put together Tyrell, was pretty. Yeah, like that's man, that's a high bar. And I love the idea of saying like, hey, actually, there's a lot of things in here that he did. And like some of them, other people could maybe everyone's not going to meet all of that. Okay, but like, you know what? You should be trying. (laughs) Yes, you should be trying. Especially to like, I think the other thing is just like, okay, yes, you should be trying. And you should be trying all the time, not just during Pride. Yes. And that's like also why I'm like, this is an important episode to do during Pride. Because honestly, probably a good amount of straight people are going to start listening to us during Pride. Hi, everyone. And <laughs> and then they're going to be like, all right, that was enough. You know what I mean? Yeah, so right. Like, I know. It's, can you imagine we get all these new listeners and this is the episode they tune into and we're all like, you all suck. And they're like, oh, yeah. I'm never listening to you again. <laughs> no, but no, I'm not saying you suck also, but I'm really saying like, think about why yeah. you only care about gay people for four weeks like are you really caring about us for 365 days of the year I don't know I even think about it like um I have a I have a hope that this will not be the case but like the femmes right now like super booked so busy because we've branded ourselves as a gay band yep and it's June two gigs a week like whatever there's no reason that that band should not be booked two, three gigs a week every single week of the year. Yeah. Right? Like, better than most bands in the area. And I am not trying to project this into the world, but I'm curious to see how busy the schedule is in the rest of the months of the year. Like, we were very busy during March for Women's History Month, very busy during June for Pride. And it's like, okay, if you really want to support women and non-binary musicians – 
don't just hire them for your specialty events. Like same thing with yeah. just diversity in general, right? Where it's like companies have like DEI policies that are like during Black History Month, they care about black people. Every But are you paying them the same amount as their white counterparts? Right. Right? Like, well, and that's like that sort of loops back around to like the corporate side of all of this that we were talking about, too, because it's like, I mean, listen, we all know the whole Target fucking debacle that's been going on. And it's like, even at a a capitalistic corporate level, it's like, does everyone immediately go out and say like, oh, Target's like a homophobic corporation now like no i mean I, I realistically i don't think target's homophobic i think target was a bad ally like yeah that's what it looks like when you say hey you know what we're gonna do this thing where we're gonna like find because like i'll give them the credit for like going out and finding like small queer owned brands and like trying to give them space in their stores like great that was a great decision but <laughs> That's not a hard decision to make. The hard thing was when anything happened to take a stance to support that decision. And when you immediately cave and back down, it just... It's a really bad look. It's It's a a really really bad bad look. look because what that tells gay people is it's like, oh, I get it. Like You support gay people as long as you are putting absolutely nothing on the line. Mm-hmm. And the second that you would have to, you don't actually support gay people. You only supported them when it was easy for you. When it was and easy like, for you and made you a lot of money. Right, exactly. And so it's like, you know, listen, when you when you just really highlight that fact, like I think that's why, you know, like, because it's not like I haven't had that conversation with straight people sometimes. Like when you complain about some of the the corporate rainbow washing tactics that they do and they're like oh but like isn't this a good thing like isn't it good that corporations are like doing a whole pride thing and like shouldn't you be like shouldn't you be excited that there's like oh they have rainbow shirts isn't that great like a rainbow beer can isn't that amazing yeah, that's and you're amazing. like no <laughs> yeah. also they put a they put a rainbow on my kombucha bottle like go yeah i mean it's like you know listen i think it's not like it's bad we're never saying it's bad what we're saying is like that is not in and of itself a mark that a corporation is really lifting up and allying with queer communities um yes. and because it, it usually isn't and it frequently they're the first to jettison those queer people when needed <laughs> you know so it's like that's what it tells us is like it tells us that we're probably easily you know dispensable and and frequently not paid nearly the going rate for anyone any other time of year, you know? Yep. So. Yep, because we should just be happy to work. Right, right, for right. For the gay community. For the it gay is community. Crazy. It is crazy. For exposure, you know? Oh, my God. So true. But, yeah, the tar- I mean, the target thing's really rough because it is. You're right. Okay, so the second you need to put anything on the line, you won't. And Target has been, like, I feel like Target's the big one, right? Like, Target has been for years making the most like most money off of the gay community like target pride gear was like flying off the shelves most people were and even before target back had the backlash i also would personally be like Ugh, i i don't want i would prefer i actually would prefer that no corporation sold pride gear that's a, maybe a yeah. a hot take but you know what? At this point, I actually really it's don't. It's not a hot take, man, because I think. Because then again, you would be forced to 
buy from queer people. Yes. Well, and it's not so much you'd be forced to buy it from queer people. The options would be supporting queer people, even though there would be an understanding of it's like, listen, I understand like most indie queer businesses cannot compete with Target in terms of the cheap output of <laughs> of stuff. And so then it's like it puts people in, you know, like in tough situations of saying like, oh, do you support queer people at twice the cost or do you buy all the cheap shit from Target? And it's like, I understand like it's I see why it's a, you know, like a hard take because I do think like there's always the discussion of like, what do you do for people who can't afford the not mass produced like cheap crap that you're gonna get at a place like target you know yeah. like i mean i i get it but i i agree i think that it's like but if you also like saturate the market in cheap stuff like yeah, then, then all you're doing is you're making it impossible for all the the queer you know, vendors like, to compete right like no one can compete with you and that's why i think like that's why i did like what they were doing this year like i think it was great that they were like partnering with like smaller queer companies but then man those queer companies just got the absolute like shit end of that deal when they were just like nope no one can nope we're not carrying it anymore we're not selling it anymore like sorry we're not filling all those orders we're not buying all this stuff from you we're not like putting you in our stores we're not like i even like the the stories that people were saying where they're like even some of the stuff they still had on shelves like if you tried to like go and buy it like at checkout like you couldn't bring it up you know they literally just took it off their inventory Yes. Insane. And it's like, that's wild. Like, that's a wild way to handle this. And like, that kind of just really shows where your how far your intentions were willing to go and how far they weren't, you know? So, yeah, yeah I don't know. It's just, it wasn't, God, it was not a good look. <laughs> <sighs> not at all. And that, I mean, have they even apologized? Like, did they make any sort of statement? Like, I, I feel like I haven't seen shit. I don't feel like I've seen a statement come out. I mean, if I, did it wasn't good enough that anyone wanted to reshare it <laughs> right <laughs> if you came out with a statement man i'll tell you what if we didn't see it the gays didn't care <laughs> no one cared about it oh god sorry that just like the corporation stuff really just gets to me I, maybe i'll cut this out of the episode but like sometimes i'm just like should we just have never assimil assimilated meaning what like should the like like, I feel like it's, like, gay marriage, like, all this other stuff. It's, like, all of this was, like, queer people wanting to be accepted and assimilate into heterosexual, like, mainstream culture. Should we just have, like, continued to be our own insular community and, like, not given a shit about being accepted? Are you saying should we all form a commune in the hills uh, in nature yes. somewhere? Like, like that's, yes. I, you know what I mean? Like, I don't <laughs> care. I really don't care if Target carries our pride gear. Like, yeah. what I care about is that, like, m I can live my life. Like, all my queer friends can live their lives. All of the queer community can just live their lives without people absolutely hating us and wanting to kill us. Yeah. That's what I would like. Well, okay. Here's, like, you here's know what, what I, mean? I would I mean, say. I'm sorry I to bring it to a dark place. But. but but here's how I think it ties directly into this conversation, Ellie. Is like, I don't think, I don't think the answer is, like, should we not have assimilated in any way like into society or whatever i think the question is for me like should we have not lowered our standards of what it looks like to show up for this community because i think we have done an awful lot of that realistically because the truth is like back in the day right like i mean let me let me see how i can 
if I can phrase this in a way that makes sense. There are a lot of ways in which we understand that it is different and safer in a lot of ways to be queer today. And I'm not, obviously, I am not saying that as a blanket statement for everybody. I certainly understand what is happening (laughs) with a lot of things in our country right now and and a lot of the ways it is increasingly becoming very, very not safe um, to be. I mean, that's where I'm saying in terms of like this, I'm like, it does feel much more dangerous now to be queer. Well, it does. But at the same time, still not quite at the level that a lot of things have been in the past and not for everybody in the queer community, right? Yes. Like realistically, like if you look at my life, like my life could not have existed 30 years ago, right? Like me being married and us having like a house and kids who are like, you know, protected by like all sorts of laws. And like, there's a lot of things that like I have that wouldn't have been possible a long time ago. And there's a lot of things about my life that would have been a lot more dangerous a long time ago, right? Yes. Being an ally then looked different. Yes. It just did because you were you were aligning yourself with a different reality than a lot of us are now. And so I think the thing is, is that like as a, a lot of progress was made in certain areas, the reality of what it meant to put yourself up as an ally and what you were putting at stake by doing that has disappeared. Yes, has become a lot less. So it's like has become a lot less. So we're asking for higher stakes from you as an ally. That's the point. And because the thing is that it's like, you know, listen, I think we've been in this lull for a little bit where realistically like being ally didn't have to mean that much because you're just like, no, it's just being gay. Who even cares? And like, I get it. But then also like when the tide starts turning again, the way it has been lately, you're like, no, actually like, yeah, fucking step up, man. So if you're calling yourself an ally and you're not noticing or doing anything about the like wildly growing Christo-fascist movement that is out there trying to like eradicate trans people in our country you're not an ally anymore yes. you know like if it, and and it's just I mean like I know that it's so hard in this conversation because I feel like we're bouncing between like really tiny things and really big things yeah and I get it but I just think like all of them sort of have to do with this idea of like we've lowered our standards for allies and I don't think we should no. I don't think we should anymore. I don't there, think we should let people be, slide. No, they have to be a lot higher now because the stakes are a lot higher. The stakes like, I, are climbing fast really and I are. don't think allies are keeping up with them. Really and that, that's, again, like, that's not to say all allies. Like I understand there are great allies out there and that's what I think the, the conversation is about is like recognizing and pointing it out that it's like, hey, actually, it means that. <laughs> it yeah. looks like that. It doesn't look like posting your pride photos. It looks like that over there, you yeah. know, like because that's the reality of where we're starting to be again. And even because whether we're in danger or not, it still looks like more than just not caring that we're here. <laughs> you know? Yes. Like, that's not it anymore. That's not being an ally. That's... Well, I also think there's, like, another right, another layer of this, too, before... Sorry, I know, like, we're diving deep, 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 but, like, uh, like what you were saying of, like, if you don't... If you're not keeping up, you're, if you're also not keeping up, like, mentally, like, I also think, like, being an ally right now means you have to truly understand that it is getting scarier. Yeah. And not minimize that. Hey, but you know what helps with that? Being tuned the fuck in. <laughs> in. Bringing it back. Being tuned in. But really... Being tuned into the queer community and being like not not being like, but it's not really that bad, right? Like if you say if you fucking say that, if you say that to any of your members, any members of the queer community right now, like you are not, you are harmful. You are not an ally. You need to be 
understanding how actually scared people are. Like, not just like silly, silly, gay, cute. Like, it is a more scary time right now. And like, to be an ally, you have to, first of all, accept that, understand that, and then say, how can I show up? I think that's like wrapping it in, in a bow, I think, in a way. But that's what I would like to see in an ally. Yeah. We've really, uh, <laughs> I know. We've gone, we've gone in some circles. I think it's important though. I think, and it, it, like, I feel like it hadn't quite hit me. It, like, the reason I think those posts were great is because I don't think it had quite concretely hit me, like, how much of when people call themselves an ally, like, how much lip service it was turning into and, like, how dangerous that is to our entire community. You know, like, it, both on the individual scale, but also, like, at a macro Large. level. Yeah. Like, it is actually a real issue. Because the thing is, is, like, if you can't expect anything of people individually, just as your friends, as your family, like, how can you expect it of them at a collective scale if they don't understand what it means? Right. And that's what I think is becoming the dangerous thing is that I think people think like, oh, I have gay people in my life that I love is enough. And it's not. It's not. (laughs) It's not. And and it shouldn't be even if it just means that like you have gay people that you love and that doesn't change anything in your life to love them because it should Mm -hmm. because their life is not the same as it was before they came out right like they're now a different person and you as a result of loving that new person should also have like grown and changed a little bit to make space for them but if you can't make that space for that one person that you love and care about like how are you going to step up and protect all of the rest of us as well and how are you going to protect the people who really really need it when they're not the people that you love and care about that you also wouldn't grow for you know so like I think there's like a real there's a real sentiment in here and I think that yeah like wrapping up pride month is a great time to reflect on that because now it feels like we're heading out of the time where everyone wants to be like where everyone wants to act like they're an ally so it's like yeah let's okay, like self-stamp my little ally badge on myself and then like okay brush it off like june's done now and you're like no 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 <laughs> yeah you have to continue and you, i'm yeah. yeah i'm just uh, tmi but i don't even care hello listeners i'm on my period <laughs> <laughs> but i just i was feeling so emotional Yesterday when I was singing at the church and just like today talking about this, like, I don't know, just feels so much bigger than than us, you know, like and it just feels so much more important this year to really show up. So I hope that you do if you're out there, even in the smallest ways, like we talked about growing, changing for your friends and just like, yeah, ask the queer people in your life, like, hey, what can I do for you to help you feel seen? to help you feel a bit more safe. Like, what can I do for you today? What can I do for you in August? Like, set a reminder. Hey, reminder on my phone. It's not Pride Month anymore. Let me check on my queer friends again. What trashy gay TV show can you watch for us this month? That's what we are. (laughs) Exactly. Can you watch A League of Their Own this month and next? Please. Sorry for getting a um, a little heavy on that one, but I just, I'm feeling a bit heavy. Hey, if we can't get heavy on our season finale, when can we, you mm-hmm. know? Heavy, baby. 
All right. I think we've extensively covered our thoughts on allyship. So are you ready? Let's go to our Q and Gay. I'm ready. Hit me. Q. Q. And Gay. Here we go. Question number one. What response did you get when you came out? A, do you think I'm hot? B, I totally knew. C, I'm here for you. Or D, are you sure? Boy, is it like all of the above? (laughs) God damn it, Jamie. That was the flame reference, right? That's how Jamie responded when when Sam says, I'm gay. I'm gay. Uh, Are you sure? (laughs) I, it actually wasn't intended to be, but that's very funny that Mm -hmm. I did that. I think I've gotten all of the above. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say all of them more so than I've gotten I'm here for you, but all of the above. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Okay, question two, Ellie. How do you wish allies would show up? A, financially, B, growing themselves, C, tuning into queer things, or D, asking you what you need? I feel like D is like the nicest one in terms of just like everyone's different Mm -hmm. in terms of how they need you to show up. Right. Yeah. Maybe someone needs money. Maybe someone needs you to watch a league of their own. Like, yeah. So I feel like I would just feel like it's like if you don't know what to do, ask. But if it's not the ask, if it's like, what would I prefer out of all these things personally? I'm going to say financially. <laughs> yes. I'm Please, straight like, people, give us your money. <laughs> but also, it's just like, I don't know. Like, that's like the biggest way that I think we struggle. So, like, if you can really show up with your dollars, it's very helpful. All right, Lee, question number three. How has this pride felt for you? A, celebratory, B, revolutionary, C, inspiring, or D, community building? I feel like I I think community building is probably the best fit, I guess. I don't know. Like, I do. I think what you said at the beginning really feels right, where it's like, it's this feels like it's been a mix I mean, what's the right, I was going to write like heavy or something. I don't know what's the right, like, what's the right thing? What's the right word for a mix? Because for me, I feel like I said like revolutionary and like inspiring because I do feel like there's a heaviness, but I'm also feeling like I want to focus on the fact that the community is coming together to say fuck you to homophobes. Yeah. And that's, that's why I think why, like, that's why I, I went with like the community building. I feel like there's a sense of like, I feel like the community as a whole right now seems like we're going back a little bit more to the like grassrootsy, like we gotta start like setting up, you know, like for some stuff that's clearly coming our way soon. So that's, I feel like that's why that seems like the, the best answer for me right now. Yes, I agree. Of like, shit is messed up but like yeah we are here to support each other right that's what i've been feeling yeah like we are gonna stand strong together so i, I like agree it. i agree okay question four what corporation has been the biggest letdown as an ally out of a target b old navy c raytheon or d at&t can you just tell me what each of these companies did as a letdown okay a- sure yes so like target obviously we know what, yeah, yeah. We know what target did um old navy uh i think i put this put- <laughs> one on just because they had the most ridiculous assless jean chaps come on old navy 
Ridiculous. Raytheon, I think, like, does their whole, like, like rainbow logo every year, even though they are Raytheon, which just, like, feels very funny to me. Yes. AT&T similarly, like, launches, you know, like, little, like, pride campaigns every June and, like, puts out their little pride ads and whatever. But, like, they also donate millions and millions of dollars to, like, heavily conservative candidates and stuff like that. Cool. We love to see it. Yeah. So like in in as a contrast to Chick-fil-A that's like we're not really trying to <laughs> yeah. be prideful. <laughs> you know who we are. It's like the secret, right? Like they're like, "Look, look at a rainbow," but like secretly they suck. That's what you're saying? Yes. For me, I feel like it's got to be honestly Target. Like that just really rubbed me the wrong just way. Just a mess. Like if you're gonna be just, like, stick to your guns. We knew you were not supportive of the queer community, right? Like, we knew you were underhandedly not really supporting us. But, yeah. Like, you you showed your true, co- you showed your true colors, and that was rough. All right, question number five. How have the allies in your life been? A, amazing, B, good, C, fine, or D, non-existent? Okay, here's why I'm torn on answering this question. I want to say that many of the people who have been like the best allies over my life tend to eventually end up being some variety of queer themselves. (laughs) So I'm going to say like maybe good, like that lands me somewhere in the middle, right? So you don't think you wouldn't consider people who are really good allies to you, but then came out as queer. You're not putting them in the category of allies. Cause I to feel you, like I you guess I was interpreting like, the question as like straight allies. So yeah. like, it, yeah, I mean, I've had amazing allies. I think in terms of like just pure, like pure ally, like only allies. Yeah, yeah. who are not you know also I mean? a member of the queer community. Yeah, because I think also Good. like there are plenty of ways that like we ally with each other within the queer community for sure. Like, I just think that's not what we've been talking about. That's not the about. question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to say good, you know? Okay. Yeah, I'll average I it all out that. to good. I will say probably good as well. Everyone has their ups and downs in terms of how well they support you, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Huh. What an episode. What a finale. Looking forward to coming back in season seven. Let us know what other topics Wild. you want us to cover. And remember, you can give us your own answers to this episode's Q&A questions on our Twitter at Let's Hang Up Pod. Let me hear you say hip, 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 we're gay. We love hearing from all of you, and we love continuing to build this community, so we just want to shout out some of our favorite things every episode. And this week, we want to shout out Anna, Anna, I, I'm probably saying it wrong, I'm just going to say it both ways so that one of them is probably right, who reached out to us on Twitter to ask us to cover I Can't Think Straight. And it is, the the reason we wanted to talk about it is it's kind of a funny story. It's not only on our list, we actually had already put it on our schedule. We were supposed to record it back, when was that, season four? Yes. And Season somehow something. I think something new came out that we were like, oh, shit, we have to do this. Well, no. Oh, my God. Do you not remember what it was? Was it I'll Happiest Season? Because that's hilarious. It was Happiest Season. Yes. So what ended up happening is we had this scheduled and we we had everything booked, guest ready, all lined up to do it. And Happiest Season came out. And last minute, the three of us, including the guest, we all pulled an audible and said, actually, we have to talk about Happiest Season. <laughs> And so we sort of bumped it and we just hadn't moved it back up to the top of the list. So it's actually been on our 
on our list for a while and it's on the schedule. So we will be doing it at some point as a essentials. Sometimes we just, you know, rearrange a little bit based on what's uh, new and relevant. So that that was just sort of um, sort of the story there, no but regrets. it did make us laugh because no we, we but, were supposed yeah. to talk about it. We watched it. We took notes. We were all ready. It's a great film. I really love it. It was one of yeah, my favorite yeah, movies yeah. in college. So we're definitely going to talk about it in next season. We got to prioritize it. We'd also like to shout out everyone who commented or liked all of our queer love ultimatum posts because, yes, we're happy you're all there in the same space as us. Um, some of my favorites are, I'm now convinced everyone who went on the show was already broken up at the start because there's no way. No, thank you. I'll watch from afar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. There you go. Also, yeah, people are really going in. That blonde is an awful person. Like, your opinion is not the opinion. I'm like, Damn. People, people are coming, coming popping off in the comments. Yep. Yeah. And a lot of people said that some of these relationships reminded them of their exes for sure. So, so sorry to hear that. Hope you're doing okay. That's a, that's a giant yikes. Yes. Giant yikes. Well, at least it's exes and not current partners. Yeah. So you, for sure. you escaped. You escaped. And as always, we have to thank our lesbian Jesus patrons, Mark Foster. Tanya Ferguson. Jacqueline Rose Nishino. Sarah and Julia. Alana Rosen, Lizette Stye, A.D. Benitez, and Fiona W. And our King Princess patrons, Amy and Ellen, Julia Gonzalez, and Leah Henley. Thank you all so much to you and to all of our patrons. We could not keep doing this show without you. So thank you so much for helping us get to the end of another season. We can't wait for season seven with you all. Remember, you can also find us on all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at Let's Hang Out Pod. You can email us at leshangoutpod at gmail.com. You can check out our website at leshangoutpod.com. Whatever app you use for podcasts, make sure that you subscribe. That way you'll get new episodes as soon as they go up. We also post videos on our YouTube channel, so make sure you subscribe at youtube.com slash leshangoutpod to catch them. Les Hang Out is an independently produced show. It's hosted by us. Our audio production is done by Ellie. Our production assistant is Krista Murison. And various Twitter shenanigans and other graphics work is done by me. If you want to support the podcast, you can rate and review us on wherever you listen to your podcast. It helps new people find the show and tells them, hey, you should listen. It's good. Hopefully that's what you write. <laughs> If you'd like to support us financially, you can join our Patreon and get access to our Discord chat, ad-free episodes, Les Essentials viewing parties, all sorts of good stuff, and our bonus Patreon episodes, of which our last one of the season also went up today. You can join at bit.ly slash lespatreon. If you want to get some Les Hangout merch, you can get that at bit.ly slash lesshop. We have all kinds of gay designs. T-shirts, tanks, mugs, sweatshirts, whatever your heart desires, it is on that website at bit.ly slash lesshop. Remember, we also have a queer production company. We are making queer podcast musicals with guaranteed happy endings. You can find us everywhere at at dollarbeanprod. Or at our website, dollarbeanproductions.com. You can listen to all the episodes of our first show, The Flame, on any podcasting app. And if you want to help support us in making more musicals, you can join our Patreon at bit.ly slash dollarbeanpatreon. To help us finish Journey to the Heart, we are so, so close to finishing our recording sessions. The next step is to finish working on the music and actually get those fully edited episodes done and ready for your ears. So we are moving forward. It's exciting. If you want to follow us individually, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at LSH Foster. And you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Ellie Brigida. With that, I'm Ellie. And I'm Lee. 
And, and let's, let's hang, hang out, out again, again soon. soon. Let's hang out. out.